Y'all know what time it is. Y'all don't know y'all better act on Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm -hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Put your hands I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Uh oh, come on. Dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Man, got a radio show. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. I can't even tell you, man. Um, I've been doing some thinking, and, um, and one of the things that I wanted to uh, mention today to you as one of the uh, principles of success being grateful at all times is difficult to do. Being grateful at all times is very difficult to do. I, I, I find that to be true with myself. Now, there are others that might be able to do it, but just, just from talking and listening and, 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 and living and learning, being grateful at all times is difficult to do, but it's necessary. Because it's, it's, it's such an act of faith in knowing that no matter what's going on, it's going to be all right. And it's hard to see that when things are not going in your favor, when things have turned so dramatically the other way. And it seems as though you're the only one in the situation where you're involved with other people or someone got an accusation against you falsely or somebody trying to do something to you unjustifiably, whatever the case may be, when it's happening to you, it does appear to you that, oh my goodness, man, this is horribly one-sided. So it is difficult. It is hard to do, to be grateful at all times, but it's so necessary. And I, I just, I just want to point out a couple of things to you. First of all, 
The difficulty in being grateful in hard times is that, number one, the, the present circumstances oftentimes is just so pressing and so overwhelming that a lot of your energy is devoted to trying to come up with the solution for that or trying to muster the strength to weather the storm or trying to just brace yourself to try to get through it. And in doing that, you don't, you, it's hard to be grateful. It's hard to be grateful in pain. And I know it is. But, but here is the trick for me. This is what I've had to learn how to do. And I, I, I guess it takes practice to get here. It's not nothing you just start doing right away. You got to practice it in small increments to really get it. What I've always had to say to myself and what I've learned to say to myself is, this is happening to me because God is working me through something. This is happening to me because it's some form of test that I have to pass in order to graduate to the next grade, in, that, in order to be allowed to move to the next level. This is happening to me because there's something I need to purge my life of, my body of, my spirit of. Something's purging in me. And when you purge something, it's, it's painful. You know, it's like a person getting off drugs. The withdrawal is agonizing, I've, I've been told. And every documentary I've ever watched, it, it's an agonizing process to go cold turkey, to withdraw, to pull away after you've been doing something so long. And so I know that this process is tough when you're going through some pain, but when you're purging your system, when you're, when, you're, when you're having to pass a test, when you're about to make, when, when you're being made ready for the next level, that moment right in there, in realizing that that's what's happening, that's where you find the gratitude. That's where I found the gratitude. I hope I'm explaining this correctly. I'm going to keep trying until I get it. But that's where you find the gratitude. The, the second part of it is, is that God has never left me. In all the things I've done, in all the mistakes I've made, all the lies I've told, all the situations I've gotten myself into from being greedy and wanting too much for me, at the expense sometimes of other people, not doing it deliberately or in a vindictive way because I've never had that spirit. I'm not a vindictive or a mean person. But sometimes in my life, in wanting to do what I wanted to do, I didn't totally weigh out the cause and effect of the other person. I mean, can I just be real with you with that? I mean, how many times we done all done that? Look, it don't make you a bad person. You know, uh, good people do bad things all the time. I just happen to have come to the realization that unknowingly and 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 not and not uh with malice intent towards a person. I've I've hurt people looking at something I wanted to do without really looking at what the cause and effect would be on the other person. So in doing some of these things, I've created situations for myself. But God through his grace and mercy, has allowed me to even get beyond that. 
So when I'm saying that God has never left me, in spite of myself, he's always gotten me through. So that's the other part of it too, see, that no matter what you're going through, you've got to understand that God has always gotten you through it. Now, hasn't he? Now, it may not be the way you wanted or the way you liked, but guess what? You, you can't do wrong and not pay for that now. That, that's not how this works. That's never going to be the case. But the great thing about God is he fires warning shots at us all the time. He gives us an opportunity to stop. You know, he don't fully punish us right away every time we do something wrong, now does he? You know, eventually you're going to get caught doing whatever it is you're doing. You do understand that, don't you? But the first time, that close call, that was a warning shot for you to stop. Look, I know you're not perfect. I know we all sinners down here. So I know you're going to make mistakes one time. I know you was looking at her when you wasn't supposed to. I know you said something to him when you wasn't supposed to. I know you got with her when you know you wasn't supposed to. And I know you got with him when you know you wasn't supposed to. So i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fire a warning shot. And maybe you'll slow your roll this time. But we keep on, though. See, 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 that's what happens. See, we just keep on. And then the next thing you know, we get caught. Now, oh, Lord, have mercy. I want out of this. Yeah, well, see, you done dug this hole pretty deep. And he going to get you out. But there's some things that's got to go down now because you didn't pay attention to the warning shot. See, had you stopped the first time you felt bad about it and said you wasn't going to do it no more, the situation wouldn't be as critical. But because we don't stop and we go again, but God always forgives he always allows us to get back up again. He always gives us mercy. He always gives us his grace. He always does that. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. One, two, three, four, five, oh, eight. We can stop all this conversation. We can end all the debates. Stop offering up your terms of engagement, your invalid factors of proof. It has been decided on last night that the greatest team sport athlete of our time is Tom Brady. I, I, I know some of y'all got your finger in the back of your throat, but you going to have to give it up. <laughs> um, y'all, yeah. what? Ladies and gentlemen, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> On the heels of history last night, you saw it, I saw it, a lot of people saw it. Tom Brady is the GOAT. The debate is open for anybody that wants to offer other things. Um, I will listen. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I I, I will Mm-mm. listen. You can you can start telling me what all everybody else did in their sport. I, I'll listen. Mm-hmm. I'm not changing my damn mind. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Harvey Morning Show, dedicated to greatness. Shirley Strawberry. <laughs> Good morning, Steve. Happy for the goat. Happy for the goat. Yes, good morning. Uh, Carla Pharrell. He is the goat. But you're the goat, too. You're a goat, too. So there we have it. Greatness. (laughs) I like it. 
Might have to take my statement back by Tom. Oh, had never oh. heard that before. <laughs> Junior. Morning, Unc, man. Thank you for a great time yesterday, man. What a Super Bowl party I had with just me and Unc. Boy, <laughs> we did it. It was packed. <laughs> what? Boy, yeah. Super Bowl party. <laughs> oh, my son went and showed up for about a quarter, and then he left. Guess it was too dry for him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> y'all don't have no babes. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, go I'm on. I'm sitting up here watching energy. the Super Bowl with my daddy and a potential crisis. So let me get on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll holler at y'all. Finish your introduction, Steve. You didn't. You didn't finish. Well, who else is here? Ain't nobody else on the Zoom. Oh, oh. Okay, just checking. Make sure my Zoom is okay. So your nephew, Wait where is he? he? Here. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Always <laughs> Super Monday. Always. I'm right here. I'm right here. Oh, ain't nobody. Oh, there you are. Hey, dog. Why aren't you on Zoom? Why? I'm right here. Oh, oh my he hung God. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah! Listen to him. <laughs> Been Are we talking hollering, too loud for you? Jumping in the air, trying so people can see him. He's exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> well. All right, coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, we're going to talk about Super Bowl 55. And, of course, ask the CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, right before we get to the CLO, Steve, what a game, what a game, what a game. Super Bowl 55 yeah. in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs 31 to 9. No, 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 no. Whoop they ass. Correction. <laughs> <laughs> no, what y'all talking about? Man, that wasn't, Kansas that City wasn't field goal kicker, you talking trash this morning. Where was y'all at? Man. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more about the Super Bowl all morning. I mean, the performances were great from Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church. Yeah. I'm a I'm a new fan and a no, big hold fan up, man. of Eric hold Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jasmine yeah. Sullivan? Jasmine, yes. Oh Lord. yes. Oh, Lord. Killed it. Yes, she did. Yes, yes she did. Killed she it with did. the country singer. Yes, nah. Eric Church. She was beautiful and flawless. Oh, that was that was the boss yeah. performance of the yeah. night right there. It really mm-hmm. was. It really was. So we'll we'll talk more about it. Alicia Keys, uh, her. Okay, all of that. But right now, mm-hmm. it is time to help someone. Ask the CLO is upon us. Are you ready, Clo? Steve yeah, Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. This one is from Clyde in Georgia. I'm 44 and I'm going through a terrible divorce because uh, I got cheating. I I got caught cheating. My wife put me out and gave most of my clothing to Goodwill. We live in a small town and everybody knows our business. I'm starting my life over and I'm working on co-parenting for our two sons. My soon-to-be ex-wife is still bitter and she's making my life hell. She'll never forgive me, but is there any way I can get her to be civil in front of our boys? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. Welcome to the club, homie. Welcome to the club. No. Dude, she caught you cheating. No. 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 Mine wasn't for that. Not saying I didn't, but I ain't get caught. Mm. All the time. (laughs) 
We're keeping it 100 this morning. Man, just no, dog. Ain't, ain't nothing, dog, dog, dog. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. She felt scorned. Here it is, partner. Dig in, buckle up, hold on tight. This is the strawberry letter part. <laughs> yeah. That's all this is right here. And the rest of your life, yeah. Hey, man, I, and, 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 and it's going to go on for years, mm-hmm. years, until she finds somebody else to make her feel good about herself. Tag you it. Woo. The problem right. with sin, it costs you more than you want to pay and makes you stay longer than you want to stay. That's the problem with sin. Welcome to the damn club. Oh, I thought you were going to say welcome to sin. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, here we go. Shy in Delaware. Thank you, CLO. I'm 33 years old and I'm single. I started going to a new church in my area and I have a crush on my pastor. Uh, I DM'd him on the IG uh, to tell him that he's very handsome. He said to be sure to introduce myself uh, on Sunday. So I did, or one Sunday. He DM'd me that same night and asked me to meet him across town at a restaurant in front of a hotel. He's engaged, so he's not off limits, but I think he's trying to meet up to have sex since we're going so far away. Or could it be that he's trying to get to know me? Please advise. What do you think? And what do you care? And what did you DM him for? All this is happening the way you wanted it to happen. Now you want some advice. A rest, most restaurants is cross the street from a hotel some damn well. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now, the little restaurant you're meeting up in front of, it ain't that swanky of a place because La Quinta Inns is always over there by Shoney's. <laughs> and uh, Red Roof Inns is always over there by Waffle Houses. Now, you got to make up your mind. I don't know what kind of church this is. I don't know if it's no big one or nothing like that. But most restaurants is over there by a hotel. Now, yes, he's engaged, but you summer, so he's not really off limits. Then what you DM the man for? And you got a crush on him. And he invited you to dinner. And you going. Girl, mm. stop. What? Mm-hmm. Mm. What? He's quick to answer, too, huh? Right away. <laughs> and right i tell you away. one thing. He ain't no old pastor either because he got DM skills. I mm. still don't know how to get into my DM. <laughs> <laughs> On the ground? Really? No. You get a notice and everything. <laughs> no, let me tell you something. I don't know how to get in the DM. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to post nothing. When you see something oh, yeah. on my Instagram, somebody on my team been posted. I don't even know how to post. Well, that's cool. No, and I had to make people take stuff down. I I I don't know half the stuff up there till I get a text from one of my old ass friends. I see you, boy. (laughs) What? (laughs) All right, so you know she she's in for a ride with the pastor. uh, All right, sure. Literally. All right, uh, Donna in Vegas, CLO, says, I've been single for the past few years, so I took matters into my own hands, and I'm dating three men because the old way of dating didn't work. I spent four years with a man that wouldn't marry me, so I decided to have three options instead of wasting time with one guy. My brother said I need to tell the men I'm casually dating so I don't get caught up in the situation. Men don't warn us when they're seeing a bunch of females at one time. It sounds so crazy for him to suggest that. Should I tell the men or not? Well, because it's double standards and your brother knows it's double standards. Yeah. Period. So, like, let's suppose you do like one of them, but let's suppose 
in this plan that you have of creating three options, that one of those options actually goes, wow, that's wifey material. And then he finds out that you've been dating two other dudes. You falls off the wifey wagon right fast. So now where you at? And that's why he's saying you got to be forthright so you can whittle out the ones that's in it to win it or the ones that don't care who you seeing. See, your brother's yeah. smart now to tell you that. Or you could just play your game out. You or know, what? it could work out for you. You could play your game out. It could work uh-huh. out for you. But it probably won't. Because mm-hmm. it don't work out for guys either. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, 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 we do it. and But do we get away God. with it? Nope. No. <laughs> no, you do nope. not. Right. All right, thank you, CLO. Great advice as usual. Coming up next, Church Complaints, Reverend Motown, Deacon Def Jam in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, trending national and entertainment news, Super Bowl 55, the commercials. We'll talk about the 10th annual NFL Honors, hosted by our very own chief, Steve Harvey. Uh, We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. Uh, But right now, it is Super Monday, and it is time for Church Complaints with Reverend Motown and Deacon Def Jam. We. (laughs) Yeah. Gavel, oh, gracious,ly <laughs> we motifatantis <laughs> leave <laughs> postulate in the way that he would have us dichotomize. <laughs> we we all. I said dichotomize. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching now. You, we are here to gavel on this Monday morning to have the differentiation of enunciation of complications of situations. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You don't, you don't hear me now. These is the church complaint. Go ahead. Ah, Pastor, the uh, the church commercial did not air that was supposed to air. You know, we paid $300 for the commercial to air, and uh, it didn't run. And they, they, they want to sue CBS for this, that uh, our commercial did not run. So you need to talk to uh, the powers that be. But we paid $300 for our commercial to air, well, and it didn't based- air. Oh, oh, Deacon, based on the prices of the Super Bowl commercial, mm-hmm. your $300 allows you to say that you had submitted a commercial. <laughs> we paid $300, Panther, and we won't, we won't, we won't, we don't understand And, 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 and for the 300 you get to do just what you was doing right now. You get to say you submitted a commercial. They not airing a damn thing for $300. Not CBS, TBS, or UPS. Ain't nobody doing nothing for $300. Amen. Come on. You better preach. All right. Uh, This this is a situation with you now. The JPJJ uh, booking house. Made a lot of money off the big game yesterday. We noticed you left right after the game ended and didn't pay out. Now, uh, mm. uh, do you? Uh, when do you plan, plan to pay these members? Because you owe a lot of money. You. Oh, uh, oh, and 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 let me ask you something, uh, 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 Deacon. 
Why do I owe money for the booking? What 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 was the situation exactly? Well, we had the Super Bowl uh, pool, and you you um you bet almost about a thousand dollars. You had different squares, but you didn't win. But you also owe some people some money. So I'm trying to figure out how is I'm betting on squares, but then lose on squares. Uh-huh. You see. <laughs> Uh-huh. Amen, Pastor. Yeah. Minister to the people. I can't be the better and the betty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, huh. now. See, we y'all ain't. don't know the, the rules of gambling. Oh. Uh, but you I do, Pastor. See, Pastor. I didn't start the pool. The pool was started by Deacon Death Jam. This is his wait, pool. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Yes, now, sir. I'm not going to put it on me now. Wait See, I put the $1,000 worth square. Who I give my 1000 to? Did I give to you? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but. Uh, Hello. That's because you came to me with the square game. I <laughs> yeah, bet my yeah. thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what you didn't know was down at the booking house, I bet 1500 on old ass Tom Brady. That's y'all problem. <laughs> he delivered. When did you bet $1,500? You didn't go through me. You were supposed to go through me on that. You, I, I you, said I, I went down to the booking house. Uh-huh. Professionals. Yeah. As a pastor, you did that? Mm-hmm. Well, I have it on my phone. It's an app. I didn't know you was betting on you. uh, You're not telling me everything you're doing. Now, that's a problem already. Well, well, that's going to forever be a problem. Mm -hmm. All right, let me keep moving. Listen here. Andy Reid, the Kansas City coach, is asking that y'all that we pray. For Tom Brady to retire so they could possibly uh, go to the Super Bowl again <laughs> next year, maybe win. Uh, they want you to talk to Tom about not coming back. That's what they want you to do. Oh, uh, maybe you didn't understand my uh, prior statement. <laughs> you bet on that it. I bet fifteen hundred on Tom. <laughs> Why would I go down there and ask him to do anything except give me a hug? The goat. (laughs) All right, Pastor. Look at here. Uh, The halftime was just a damn. I'm sorry. Was a disaster. And the deaf choir is in outrage that they didn't get to perform. And they say, uh, you know, the the weekend can't hold a candle to them. And they mad that they didn't get to perform. I'm going to need you to talk to the deaf choir because they said they could really have done a lot better job than what he did. I actually mm. thought the deaf choir was was the background dance. <laughs> <laughs> you did, Pastor. All the people. Why'd you think that? <laughs> what? All so the people. ignorant. You thought that what? Like, I, thought I thought the deaf choir was in the background dancers for the weekend. <laughs> thought they made it. <laughs> I thought, you know, uh, Deacon Death Jam being a, a, a member of uh, Kappa Alpha Psi, you know, they they, whoa, they you know uh-huh. they wear masks when they perform. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, you, I, yeah, I, I didn't know we was bringing our fraternities into no, this. No, we, we didn't bring ours into nothing. <laughs> we was, well, you I just brought mine say, into it. Now, well, I don't know I why you said, did. Uh, well, because Kappa sometimes perform with masks on. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that half opera mask of the white man, which I've never understood why y'all would be white. And, and, and sometimes the cues perform with, with their shirts off and sweating. And, well, that's, and, that's all, all that's fine and good. You know, we can take our shirt off, but what, why we would wear a mask of a white man is what I was wondering what, the, what was going on with that. You're not going to sit here and do this to no cappers. Now, you're not going to do it. Now, I will come I'm out this voice this. and I didn't say nothing wrong. I, I will I come out this voice. Well, now, hold on. Now, I want you to understand the question. I was not saying anything was wrong with it. I was wondering about it. Well, I ain't never wore no half-white man mask, but what you're not going to do is come (laughs) up the cap. That's what you're not going to do. Well, you as a capper, y'all stop. I ain't wore no half-white man nothing. Well, I've just seen it on a lot of times. I don't know what that is where y'all wear that mask. Okay, well, one more suggestion like that, and you're going to get half a ass whooping that because you're talking about I wore half a white man. I ain't want no half a white man. Well, if I'm you're not talking gonna... to a cuter, half a ass whooping is all you're going to be able to issue because the rest of it's going to be for you. <laughs> well, nah, well, then it's you just going to be two halves, but don't think you can't get your behind whooped. I tell you what, I ain't gonna whip it a half mask ass white man. That's who ain't gonna Entertainment and national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In today's trending news, as we all know, the Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 55. Also Go, trending, baby. Yeah, they yes. did. They really did. Also trending, singer The Weeknd promised he promised a cinematic experience with his Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show, and he definitely mm-hmm. delivered. That's exactly what it was during his set. Did you what? see? Uh, yeah, his. his it, it kind of appeared like an angel descended from the sky. Did you guys I saw that. Uh-huh. pay attention uh-huh. to that? Yeah. 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 Before revealing a like a big. Thing. Oh, okay. huh? What'd you say, Tom? I didn't understand a damn thing, but y'all go ahead, though. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You can go ahead and do what you're doing. But I didn't anyway. understand a damn thing. <laughs> Weekend, last week, Thursday, Friday. I ain't understand a damn thing. I'm All the young that. people that I talked to I loved it. it. Yeah, okay, yeah. with well, the old person yeah. over here, 53, I ain't understand a damn thing. So go ahead. <laughs> anyway, the, the angel appeared, uh, looked like it was an angel, uh, before revealing this wall of background singers and dancers wearing plastic masks that you were talking about earlier in the show, Steve. Then he performed Steve, Steve wasn't talking about any plastic mask. Yeah, Motown. Pastor Motown. Motown. Oh, 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 sorry. Yes, Pastor yes. Motown. Yeah. He's oh, they don't, they don't know Pastor Motown is Steve. <gasps> well, oh, my God. Well, well, they know it, but you have Should to I? separate the two when you're talking to professionals like me and Tommy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, but there, there were, there were uh, mixed reviews, Tommy, on the weekend's halftime performance. A lot of people loved it. A lot of people didn't love it so much or didn't understand it like you, but I liked it. I, I didn't it understand cool. a damn thing. I'm going to say like, it again. I like weekend's music, though. He got some yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. 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 Got some yeah. Music. I like his yeah. music, but yeah. halftime, yeah. I didn't understand a damn thing. Well, <laughs> I wanna, his dancing skills is equivalent to mine. <laughs> and that's what was, I was concerned about. I was going, damn, dog. But it was, it was a big show, though. It was, it was big yeah. halftime. I could have done the steps he was doing. <laughs> he looked like uh, he did all the Michael Jackson moves for a 65-year-old. <laughs> 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 we, we're not going to quite moonwalk. we just going to 
Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> All right, guys, so let's talk about the commercials. Uh, <laughs> Which ones were your favorite? Okay, there was the State Farm one with, uh, you know, Jake from State oh. Farm and then Drake <laughs> from yeah, State I Farm. Yeah, I like that one. That was fun. Uh-huh, that, that was that cute. Commercial. Yeah, they that trying to talk really at the cute. same time. It was yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was cute. Uh, Cardi B popped up on the set of Wayne's World to promote Uber Eats. You yeah. saw that one? Mm-hmm. That was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I like that one. Yeah. Said the entertainer, Steve, had one, the Bud Knight, you know, uh, and him and Post Malone. Yes, Man is always in Super Bowl. He's always in Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. My favorite, though, was Tracy Morgan appearing in those Pretty Sure Rocket Mortgage <laughs> commercials. <laughs> those were good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love them. Love them. Love those. And, of course, the fan favorite, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan as Alexa. Yes. yes. Yeah, that was yeah. Good. We talked about that mm-hmm. one last week, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. a lot of feel-good type um, bringing together coming together type commercials too mm-hmm. um surely that movie looks good uh old it's called old yeah old mm-hmm. yeah yeah that, that looks, looks good. good yeah when you go to this island old. as a young person and uh, oh i saw that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That and did you see true. the coming to america 2 yes, trailer? The trailer yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't i can't wait, for, wait that. for that i can't wait for that one i really can't any favorites stick out in your mind steve i didn't really watch them Tell you the truth. Be honest oh, with you. Oh, I like yeah, the I did, Bruce really Springsteen one. I oh yeah, like the Bruce Springsteen one. That was very one. long, yeah. but it was mm-hmm. good. It talked about unity, the country. Mm-hmm. It was a Jeep ad. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really watch them. Yeah. I yeah, saw the one where the la- where the little caption said, "You know, you could have just told us it was a boy." You know, they had blue the the the, the blue powder blew up on them. Gender reveal. Oh, M&M commercials. Yeah. Yeah. They saying sorry with M and M's. <laughs> and finally, something you did see, Steve, because you were a part of it. You hosted the NFL Honors uh, Saturday night, this past <laughs> Saturday night. <laughs> blue cheese. What? You were yeah. blue cheese. You were. I missed you it. What you had on, dog? Oh, what? Man? Come on, talk about it. Come the, on, the we black and white. Come on. Steve. No, you talk about you it, Cheryl. Oh, you know, okay. I don't want to be, you know, I mean, you know, I just had it on. You don't uh, want to stunt. Well, what was the fabric? Was it silk? Because it was beautiful. It was a, a what beautiful. What is this, velvet? Yeah. What, oh, the black and black white Black and white, one. uh-huh. Yeah. No, it was like a stretch. It, it had a little stretch to it. It was oh, like a, it? It, it was like a linen silk. Oh, Okay. It was you know. really nice. The the jacket, black and white, bold print. Then he had on black tuxedo pants with a white shirt and a white bow tie, Tommy. You missed yeah, that look. it was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he had on this leopard jacket, same fabric, I think, with, I think what Monica called diamonds all over it because it was yeah, sparkling yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah they it weren't was, diamonds. It was just, <laughs> but it was beautiful. Yeah, was they nice. were they were Swarovski crystals. Fake glitter. <laughs> but the, it was beautiful. Yeah, you really, you, yeah, you did your thing. You did your thing. Now, how was that for you performing? I mean, you front, know, I mean, it's, it's hard. There's it it no crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and, and I, I, I fought them on even doing it. Mm-hmm. Steve, please, we've got to get your monologues. You're just famous now. Come on, please. <laughs> and so we did it. I mean, you know, the, the reviews. Uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the reviews. Uh, 
you know, went viral. So it was good, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I felt I felt good about it not to have an audience, you know. I thought the jokes was timely, you know. Yeah. I did I did I did I did some stuff I thought was funny. You know. And, and it was. All right, coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, our resident poet Junior is here. Oh, wow. He's going to bless what? us with a brand new poem. Uh-oh. Right Uh-oh. after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, she did it again. Youth poet laureate Amanda Gorman honored team captains and frontline COVID-19 heroes in her poem, Chorus of the Captains, during last night's Super Bowl. Young Amanda was outstanding yet again. Uh, we just simply love her. We do. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> uh, and, Shirley, uh-huh. I wanted yes. to say this. Oh, say it, yes. I was, we had a two-man Super Bowl party, Junior, and I, I kid y'all not. Uh-huh. We were sitting there watching it. When uh-huh. The young girl came out and started doing the poem. Mm-hmm. Junior uh-huh. face twisted. He <laughs> be hating scene. That boy, that boy face <laughs> cocked sideways. I said, Junior, is you for real? Yeah, because yeah, she's dragging me. She is dragging me. <laughs> she's so talented. I can't quit the competitive. Well, he yeah. said, dog, he said, dog, she got me again. <laughs> well, not to be outdone, our very own resident poet, Junior, is here with the new poem. What you got, Junior? Here we go. This mm-hmm. is from Tom Brady. This is from Tom Brady. And the mm. poem is called, Who's Too Old? Mm. <laughs> here we go. Not the coach or the QB, because the coach is 68 and the QB is 43. Who, who's too old? <laughs> you say we passed our prime, but we just saw TV. Old Beach young boys behind. They was talking about retirement, putting me in a home. Brady's name never came up. It was Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. <laughs> and here's to all the old people. Don't stand up. Stay seated. Because Brady gave Mahomes a butt whooping, the butt whooping that he needed. So here's to the old people. Yesterday was your day. And did you know that Coach of Tampa is just as old as Jay? That's J. Anthony Brown, <laughs> the end. <laughs> Take that, Amanda Gorman. Man, I'm going to keep fighting, girl. Old school wins, baby. So, so let me tell you this. So Junior asked me during the Super Bowl, he said, oh, hey. you didn't tell him I did poetry? I said, yeah, I did. I submitted Four samples from the show. To the NFL? Yeah. Yeah. I say, that's why her ass out there right now. (laughs) Yeah. Because he doing NFL honors. You didn't give Roger Goodell none of my poetry. Talk to him. (laughs) You talk to him. Keep fighting, Junior. Your day is coming. She's dragging me right now. (laughs) She's killing you. She's sure about the Grammys. This is over. If I see her at the Grammys, I know I'm over. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Her po- her poems are always on point, and so are yours. Junior. She did a great job. Yeah, she's brilliant. Not to be out she was yeah. Talented. She really talented. is such yes. a talented young lady. All right, coming yeah. up in thirty four minutes after the hour. What's on your mind this morning? Call us eight seven seven twenty nine Steve. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Steve, excited. let's go to the phones and talk right. to the people. Let's you go. You want to talk to us eight seven seven twenty nine Steve. Huh? Go ahead, what? Shirley. Line one, <laughs> Honey Graham. Oh, Honey Graham. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> Honey Graham out of Hello, Harlem, Mr. New Shirley, York City, how are baby. You? Hey, Honey Graham. <laughs> how you doing? Good. How are you? Honey Graham, what's I'm on your mind? I'm great. I'm great. 
such a pleasure to speak to you guys. Okay. What you got, honey? Hi, Mr. Steve. What I have, I just want to know, do we feel, I mean, do you guys think that Donald Duck, I mean, Donald Trump, is going to get away with, um, is he going to be held responsible for his actions for inciting a riot, or is he going to get away like he normally does? Well, in my opinion, I think because a lot of this is going to have to be uh, held in the Senate, and I don't think the Republicans are going to make a move to convict him. I think they are mostly comprised of cowards. I think the Republican Party uh, is more concerned with power, position, and money than they are justice, equality, and rights, and morality. Or, and morality. They've lost their moral compass to that party, to Donald Trump. I think that the Republican Party became the Trump Party for real. I think they're scared of him, and I think uh, that they're not going to do much. Now, he is going to pay in another way. Uh, I wish they would impeach him because if, if they would impeach him, that means he would lose Secret Service uh, protection for the rest of his life. He loses the salary, and he's unable to run again for yeah, political office. And all I want is him to not be able to surface again in the political front. And I think these people are going to find out how self-centering he is once and for all because he's going to desert them. Because once he finds out he can't run for political office again, he's going to he's going to disappear. He don't care about people. You know, he just, he just cares about himself. Now, do I hope? Yes. I hope he does pay. But now New York going to make him pay for all his crimes. <laughs> yes. They not playing. They waiting. Right. He all, all this divulging of taxes and all of this and hiding all this here. He gonna mm-hmm. he, he gonna need a lot of money. So that's my opinion and that's my hope. But he will pay on some level because I mean, just simply put, I mean, God don't like ugly. So and, and he yeah, has been that. very ugly. That's my opinion, Honey Graham. All right, thank, thank you, you thank Honey you. Graham. Let's thank go you, to honey. line two, Steve, and talk to Donald out of uh, Philly. Hey, Donald, Donald out of Philly. Two of my favorite names, my brother and my uncle's name is Donald, and I love Philly. 105.3 WDAS, sound like Philly to me. Yes, sir. What's happening, What's happening, crew? How y'all doing? Yeah. Hey, I just want to say that this is Donald, the NASCAR guy with the children book. I haven't talked to y'all in a while. But I just want to say, yeah, I just want to say that in the middle of all this that's been going on, it's been one of the best years for, for me and my wife and my family. We got a daughter in community college. We got a new book. We got a new book, and I'm filling with some of the people from Shark Tank with it. And I just want to let everybody know just to be encouraged, because in the middle of all this storm, God still takes care of his people. Come on, boy. All right, man. All right, Don. Thank God you. does his best work in the middle of the storm, because that's when he's most needed. That's right. And most That's sought right. after. And when you seek him, you shall find. Mm-hmm. Ain't no doubt about it, boy. Amen. 2020 was a, was a rough year, but, but, but I had some amazing things happen in my life. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's try All to right. get one more show. Thank you, Donald. Let's go to line uh, three and talk to Camilla out of Michigan. Camilla. Hey, Camilla. Good morning, everyone. I listen to you guys every morning driving to work. So since I got a break as an educator, here's my question. When do educators become frontline valuable that we are able to get the shot? 
I have friends in California, um, California, New York, Alabama, Florida, Louisiana. Some of them have not even been vaccinated, although they've been asked to register for it. Yeah. Well, mm. I, I agree with you. Uh, it's to my 100%. understanding that they're in the process right now of doing it because in Georgia, they're moving now because I just saw the news and they have a lot of educators lining up. It's been slow. It's been slow because the previous administration had no plan for administering the vaccine. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are on a, on a fast catch-up pace, so it's going to happen, but you all are very important to the cause, so please we don't give you. up. You all We love our important. educators. We do. We very really important. do. Thank you, Camilla. Appreciate all the calls today. Coming up next, the nephew with the prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Whoa, stay out the waterfall. Uh Uh-uh. So random, (laughs) Steve. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, the little gremlin is here to stay. Uh, we'll get mm. into that in mm. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no. Somebody right now, though, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nap? Edible fruit delivery. Edible oh. fruit delivery. You had it before. Go you wrong. got it. Somebody sent you one every now and then. You got it uh-huh. before. Check it out. Let's go, Cat Dog. Hello, storage. How can I help you? Hi, I'm trying to find Chad. He's not in right now. How can I help you? Okay. All right. Well, I'm sorry, ma'am. What's your name? Who is this? My name is Perkins. I actually have a delivery, uh, uh, edible fruit delivery for Chad, and I'm trying to make sure I got the address and everything correct. Oh. Um. Well, who's it from? I think it's from you. You. Um. Your name is. What's your name again? Davina. I didn't order any any edible arrangements. Okay. It's for Valentine's. Let me see. Yeah, that that, uh, that definitely must be a mistake. It, you sure it wasn't Chad ordered some edible arrangements for me? I think that that might make some sense. Oh, it's for Chad. Okay, here it is. Who's who, who sent this? Miss Dorita. Dorita. Oh, oh no 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 no. That's not me at all. I'm Davina, and that doesn't make any sense. Why she would send anything? Right. I'm I'm Chad. Your name is Davina. But that's the name right. that's that a totally is... different person. Okay, so do you know Dorita Clark? Who is that? Oh, that's not someone I associate with personally. That's Chad's ex-wife, and that doesn't make any sense for her to be sending us anything. So you don't, you don't even have to. Well, I don't, think, I don't think he just, sent. Um... I, don't, I don't think she sent us. And she didn't send it. She, she sent this to Chad. She didn't send it to you. Okay, well, I'm just gonna let you know we don't need that delivery. So thank you anyway. You can go ahead and um, and you can keep that for yourself. Oh, no, no, but no, 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 we're no, all no, set. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, Miss. Um, I'll make sure I say the right name. Miss Davina. Uh, hey, don't worry. Don't 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 worry too much about that. If I don't make my deliveries, I I don't get paid. I have to deliver these uh, this edible fruit, man. Okay, I have well, to deliver. Okay, well, this doesn't make any sense. So now I'll just discard it myself if you if you need to bring it, but. I'm sure well, I have to bring it, it but let me, let me let me ask you something. I mean, this lady. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to pry into anything, but I mean, have you have you bought him anything for Valentine? No, I I haven't, but I have plenty of time so to get him bought nothing about. But the, but the ex-wife done bought something. That don't make sense all to right. me. Why why haven't you bought anything all for right, your husband? All right, I don't think you need to worry about what I get for my man or what I don't get for my husband. All right. That's none of your concern. Well, and well, neither is this other lady, Miss Dorita, is concerned about making sure he gets something. 
I'm sorry. Who am I speaking to? My name is Perkins. Okay, and I already told you we don't need no God delivery. I don't need you asking me questions about and my I told you or I my marriage or anything for me else. To get paid. All right, well. Let me tell you, I'm not going fight to fight with you on the phone. We're not going to be two I'm fools not, here I'm arguing. I'm all set. Either. We don't need anything. What? No, I need, you don't I'm need not, to be on the I phone to question me. You don't need to be questioning I, me about what I do or don't do for my husband. That's absolutely none of your business. I, I need to know when Mr. Chad is going to be there. So Mr. Chad no, might want Don't worry so much about Chad. This is our family business. Family business. And I'm his wife. Do you understand what that means? I'm his okay, wife. I understand that. But evidently his ex-wife wants him to have his fruit. It's you are really pissing me off. And I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to come deliver nothing to you, and you're going to throw it away. This is Chad's fruit basket. And she, did she send you? Did Dorita send you specifically? I work. I, I just want to understand what the hell is going on because you seem really invested in 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 my husband's ex-wife. I don't even understand why, but it's going to piss me off. So I want some answers. And you use the right word. You're not invested in Chad. Why haven't you bought anything for Chad? His ex-wife is buying fruit. Perkins, I'm going to need to speak to your goddamn manager because I'm getting real upset right now, and you don't want no problems with me. So why don't you hand over your manager the phone, and we're going to settle this. Me and your manager, and I don't want to ever see you because I, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I've been so disrespected on this goddamn phone call right now. ruin my whole damn day. So why don't you pass your manager the phone? I'm not finna put you on the phone with my manager and I lose my job. Oh, you're gonna job. have to put me on the phone with your manager. You don't have to put me. I'm gonna call back. I'm gonna make sure you get fired for disrespecting me. You taking your anger out on the ex-wife and you taking it out on me. The anger that you have for her, you taking it out on me. That's what you're doing. No, I'm taking out the disrespect that you keep laying on top of me like like you don't know how to talk to somebody. I don't understand how you have this job calling me, disrespecting me like this. All I'm saying is the lady won't Chad to have this proof basket. That's none of your business. None of your f***ing business. So like I said, give your manager the phone because I'm going to see to it that you're fired. Okay. Okay. All right. Can you hold on for a minute? Yeah, I can hold on. Go ahead. Hey, Tom. This is the man's wife. She don't want me to deliver the stuff because the ex-wife is who sent it to him. And she Are don't want me to serious? So Why now, now she got phone? an Why attitude and she cussing at me that I've been Are talking crazy to her and I haven't. They get I some kind of the bouquet of stuff is for him, the fruit basket. I need you to, to just give your manager the phone. If that's enough explaining, I'm going to tell him what happened. Hello? And he's just Hello? the phone over. Hello? Who am, I speaking, who am I speaking with, please? Hi, my name is Davina, and I need to talk to you about your, your customer service delivery person, whatever he is. I have been so disrespected on the phone. I, I've never been met with such hostility on the phone before. Uh, at this point, I just, I, I, I just want to put this behind me. I just want you to take care, make sure you speak to him, penalize him if, if he doesn't understand what he just did. But he just, he just I will, I will, I would. I will definitely and, reprimand and, him and, for that. Yeah, I and I don't want him making no delivery. Not to my not to my place of this. I'm here on Friday all day. I don't need any okay. d- delivery. So can I, can at I, you all don't want from... him to make the delivery, but can I ask no, you a don't question? Make the delivery. I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, I can't take it. I can't take it. Listen, this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, your husband Chad got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your husband, Chad, got me to prank phone call you. Oh, my f***ing God. I can't even believe this. Are you serious? Me and your husband, Chad, got you, girl. Wow. I'm so stressed. I'm going to kill my husband.
<laughs> Let me ask you something. What's the baddest, and I mean the baddest radio show in the land? <laughs> the Steve Harvey Morning Show, for sure. Whoa. And there you have it. You play There you have it. I'm Playing sorry, with people what? about fruit and they balance their husbands. Yeah. Davida, Dorita. <laughs> yes, and Perkins. Right. Where'd you get that name, Perkins? If you, if but you know what, do though, it. dog? But to get mm-hmm. indignant, though, can I? Yes. But she, oh, but she gonna get him something, but you ain't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your yeah. opinion. She said, you know yeah. what? You seem to be really invested in the delivery of these, but what you got to do with this right now? Right. <laughs> She was a smart sister. Why haven't sister you though? bought him yeah. anything? Why haven't yeah. you done What? Excuse me? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I love I when you that. talk to the to the manager. She, she, man. Boy. I'm telling the manager. I'm, yeah. I'm making it smooth for me. I'm trying not to lose my job. Oh, Good one, delivery. Nephew. I don't get Good paid. <laughs> I love yeah. Perkins, the name, though. Excuse me, Perkins. <laughs> That's the last name you just go by, Perkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Perkins, you know. I'm the delivery guy. That's what I do. You know, I'm not going to lose my job because because you ain't done nothing for your man. Hey, I know. <laughs> That's a personal problem. That's that right. way. So his wife gonna give him some, but you ain't gonna give him. <laughs> you have a delivery for us? No, not for us. For no, him. I didn't for say your us. Husband. I said for him. For, for Chad, him. not you. <laughs> You, you have nothing to do with this, okay? You are so wrong. Oh, plays way too much. You like too much. Do something for your what? husband, okay? Do something yes. for your husband. Because you have it, lady. Oh, oh, scare me with these. Ain't nothing like a good prank on a Monday morning. Ain't nothing yeah. like it. Super All right, nephew, thank you so much for the prank. Uh, Strawberry Letter coming up next. A little gremlin is here to stay is the subject. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Sleeping in my bed, messing with my head. I'm going to shoot somebody dead. Really? Hey. All right, we're Oh, Cisco. Uh-huh. <laughs> Time now for right there. Yes. <laughs> Get your letter. Time now for today's strawberry letter. If you need oh. advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, you've come to the right place. Submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click submit strawberry letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. All right, nephew, subject, the little gremlin is here to stay. Uh, Dear Stephen Shirley, um, I'm 32. I'm a 32-year-old single woman, and one of my best friends recently got engaged to a man she's known for less than a year. I have a close-knit group of girlfriends, and we were all single before the quarantine, but one of our girlfriends got bored and started talking to a guy she met at the airport. We think she got lonely at home alone with nothing to do, And the little man filled that void. She looked forward to talking to him daily, and he would talk to her for hours, probably because he could not believe she actually wanted to talk to him. She had been single for years because she has a certain type of man she's attracted to. 
no man was ever good good enough for her. So I was surprised when I saw this little creature she was talking to. (laughs) (laughs) This this is the line, though, right here. He's the ugliest little man (laughs) I have ever seen. (laughs) He is short and creepy looking with very harsh, jagged features. I sent this picture to my other girlfriends in our group, Uh, in our group text, and they nicknamed him the Little Gremlin. The worst part of it is there's nothing we can do about it because she says he has the best personality of any man she's ever dated. We tried to pretend we're happy for her, but we had to ask if she's planning to have a baby with this man. She told us that she and the Little Gremlin are planning to start a family immediately. So we're thinking we need to have a heart-to-heart talk with her before we have to babysit baby gremlins one day. Uh, We know the type of men she's attracted to we think that being stuck in the house alone for four months took it took its toll on her mentally i know you're thinking that this is none of our business but if we really believe this was the man for her we would step aside it's our place to save her don't you agree no i do not agree and you already know that it's not your business what you really want to know is, would it be all right if you slapped some sense into her? I think that's what you're really asking at this <laughs> point. And you know we don't condone violence on this show, so no. But as the saying goes, and you've heard it before, I'm sure, I'm sure beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And your friend obviously sees something in him, pandemic or not. Uh, seriously, and have you even met the guy? Um, because I've seen, well, I won't say ugly, but I've seen very unattractive attractive guys get the most beautiful women and for a whole lot of reasons like swag huh i'm sorry go ahead i've seen it a whole lot of reasons like swag personality as you mentioned in the letter kindness conversation you know maybe they've seen them interact with their kids they're a good dad they're a gentleman and of course lots and lots of money always helps if you're very unattractive two of my good girlfriends have told me that they quote love ugly guys. They say ugly guys work harder to please them. They say ugly guys take care of them and ugly guys are more appreciative of them. So maybe your friend is not crazy, you know, like you think after all, you know, you said she may have some sort of mental problem. Maybe this little man, as you call him, this little gremlin brings something other than looks to the table and has touched your friend's heart like no man has before. Uh, He's got to be a heck of a guy to get your friend. um, And looks aren't everything. They really aren't. So stay out of her business, friend, and just be happy for her, friend. Steve? (sighs) (laughs) You know, here we go. Now, before I give you my response to this letter, Mm -hmm. once again, don't email me, don't text me, don't tweet me. I I don't care. I don't care. Somebody... (laughs) on this show has to tell the raw, uncut, edited truth. (laughs) Lil Gremlin is here to stay. You got a 33-year-old single woman and and your friend uh, recently got engaged. Mm -hmm. Now, she's known this man for less than a year and y'all close-knit and uh, during the quarantine, one of your girlfriends got bored and started talking to a guy she met in the airport thought y'all was quarantined. So she met this dude in the airport. Mm -hmm. We think she got lonely at home alone and nothing to do. And the little man filled the void. Now, right away on this show, when we say little man, 
our, our mind uh, gravitates to a certain mm. person, but this is not him. No. This has, letter has nothing to do with him. Because, you know, they describe this man as a little gremlin. And, you know, he's not that. You know, uh, she's been single for some years and certain type of man she's trying. And no man ever been good enough for her. So they were surprised when they saw this little creature. Now, our little man has never been referred to as a little creature. So once again, let's not even think that. Because he is not a little creature statue at all. Never, nobody ever said little gremlin or nothing like that. Just little man. All we've ever. And uh, this is the ugliest man I've ever seen. That wow. Hurtful. The hurtful. ugliest man you've ever yeah. seen. Which, yeah. once again, removes our little man because he is not the ugliest man you've ever He's seen. Because we, we not attractive in our family, but we not just flat out blowed now. <laughs> All right, hold Something that thought. This with you today. I man. deal with this when we come back. Yeah, we'll have part two. This little Steve's gremlin response. lady coming up in twenty-three minutes. Little gremlin after the man, hour. my <laughs> Little gremlins here to stay as a subject. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, <laughs> the little gremlin, is here to stay. Well, we got this 32-year-old single woman, and one of her best friends got engaged to a man she's known less than a year. Now, they're a tight group of girlfriends, and they're all single. All of them is single mm-hmm. before the quarantine. But one of their girlfriends met this guy in the airport and they say that uh, just got tired of being alone and met this little man that filled the void. Uh, She looked forward to talking to him daily and he would talk to her for hours. See, now, the problem that they having with this is that this is not her type of guy and no man has ever been good enough before and they were surprised when they saw this little creature that she was talking to. He is the ugliest man I have ever seen. Now, let me explain something to y'all. Let let me explain something to y'all. This is the ugliest man you've ever seen. He has spent hours talking to her. Let me explain something to you about ugly people. When you talk back to them, they are surprised anyway. Because, like, like if you're real ugly and you're talking to me, I, I keep it brief because I'm looking at you the whole time. And I, and I know me, so let me just keep this brief before I say something because it's going to show on my face. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Mm. Well, <laughs> I saw you on NFL Honors. You looked real nice. You did a great job. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, all right. Hey, listen, I got to go. But wait a minute, Steve. I, I wanted to ask you: Were those sparklies on your jacket? Were those real diamonds yeah. or rhinestones? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I'm gonna talk to you Steve, a little bit. Wait, later. St- I got to go. St- so, hey, go- Steve. Baby sick. <laughs> baby, you ain't got no baby. baby. What baby? Yeah, but I'm gonna say something. Sick. You're gonna say yeah. something to get out of it. Yeah, we okay. gotta do that. So anyway, <laughs> now. Uh, He's the ugliest man you've ever seen. He's short and creepy looking with very harsh, jagged features. I sent a picture to my other girlfriends in the group tip, and they nicknamed him Lil Grimly. All right, now, mm-hmm. let's just call him Lil Grimly or, or LG. Now, LG <laughs> has been talking to this woman for hours mm-hmm. because ugly people are shocked when people talk back. 
So they they good conversationalists because they have a lot of time to sit around and imagine what they would say if somebody would stop long enough to talk to them. And okay. ugly people can talk a lot longer on the phone because it ain't no you you ain't got nothing no to pressure. focus on. Yeah. No yeah. And the key to being ugly is you got to be nice. That's the key to being <laughs> ugly. What you gotcha. cannot do is be ugly and rude. Because now ain't nobody got no time for you. Yeah. Ugly people are some of the sweetest people I've ever met. Not all I the time. I promise you. Not all the time. Now, some of them has let the ugliness affect them. <laughs> ugly, ugly. They yeah. double ugly. <laughs> well, since I'm ugly, watch this. And okay. that, that's the wrong approach. <laughs> right. If you're going to be ugly, you want to be kind. So yeah. somebody want to be bothered with you. Now, Lil Gremlin, as y'all call him, has obviously has mastered the art of kindness, yeah. chivalry, conversation, mm-hmm. sweet. And so now the worst part of this is that there's nothing they say they can do about it because she says he has the best personality of any man she's ever dated. He got to. <laughs> he got to. You develop these skills. Let me give you a personal story. I've never considered myself to be an attractive man because I was never encouraged in the attractive uh, 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 arena Arena when I was younger. Matter of fact, everything geared towards me was to let me know what was wrong with me. I was such a kind young guy. You know, I was always nice, but they forced me into being difficult with some of the reactions I was getting from girls. You know, I asked a girl to go to the prom and she said no, and then I asked her why, and I kept pressing her why she didn't want to go to prom with me. She said, because uh-huh. I don't like your facial features. <laughs> now that's, that's a little <laughs> shocking that's, to hear. That's you know, crushing. As, as a young man, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was crushing yeah. to me, you know, yeah. very hurtful to me. So I had yeah. to focus, okay, how can I, I what can like I do features? to get these women to quit focusing on these obviously very large uh, facial features that was that was crippling my dating game. So <laughs> I developed crippling my sense these. of humor uh-huh, where uh-huh. I, was, I was always smiling and mm-hmm. they was at least glad to see me. So when I walked into the room, they were glad to see little Stevie because okay. he, was, he, was, he was happy. And I had uh-huh. a human, if I had you laughing, I just, you know, and all of a sudden they lean over touching me on my shoulder laughing and stuff. You know, I, I like getting touched. So if that's what it gets, so get funnier. So I honed my skills as a comedian because women enjoyed it. And that's one of the things. And so what Lil Gremlin was doing, the Lil Gremlin has developed the best personality in dating. Now, we, they try to pretend they're happy for her. But uh, we asked her if she was planning to have a baby with this man, and she told us that she and the little gremlin are going to plan it on starting a family immediately. Well, y'all got to get ready to start making. I think I'm going to have to come back on this letter because I don't have the time to take. Oh, okay. Now, okay. if they have this start this family immediately, there are some words that you're going to have to learn to help you when you see this baby. Hold on, Steve. We'll and come I back. had him for you when we come back. <laughs> the little gremlins here to stay, part three, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Okay, this is one of those times, we rarely do this, but this is one of those times when we do. Steve felt the need to do a part three of the strawberry letter for today. <laughs> the subject, the little gremlin, is here to stay. What so you here's say? the whole thing. I'm going to just recap this very quickly. This yeah. young woman, she's 32. She's got a girlfriend. They've been in quarantine. She met a man in the airport, and after just one year, she's engaged. The problem that their very close-knit group of friends have is they've labeled him the little gremlin. They've said this is the ugliest little creature that they have ever seen. <laughs> he has very jagged features. So, so obviously, to them, this boy is tore up. But the girl says this man has the best, best personality of any man she's ever dated. They are engaged. The girlfriends are concerned because they may be, they, they just think this is going too far too fast. And then so they tried to pretend that they was happy for her, but they asked her if she's planning on having a baby with this man. She told them they're going to start a family immediately. I don't know. This is none of our business. We think we stuck in the house alone. They don't. They scared to babysit the baby because they don't know what it's going. Well, the baby going to be towed up. Now, here's the deal. Just off the bat. The, you think the, part, this, Steve, this baby don't have a chance of being cute. If this man is a little gremlin, there are some words you're going to have to learn when you see the baby. And, and they have to be complimentary words, but allow you to get it out at the same time. Soon as you see the baby, first thing you should say is, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. See, yeah. That's a compliment, but it's also relief. Here's another uh, one. Uh, Look at this little bundle of joy. Uh, <laughs> see, okay. th- these are sweet things you yeah. can say to people that show you ugly uh, babies. Then here's another one that I use when I see real ugly babies. Aren't you going you, 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 you boo boo? <laughs> Baby yeah, talk. baby and that's talk. Baby talk coming. And then what I say when you boo boo, which translation uh-huh. means well, you look just like somebody ass. You're going to need to know that. Then here's another one you want to say Lord Jesus. Yeah. That's like a compliment and a prayer. <laughs> and then here's the one I used when my boy Onion showed me his baby for the first time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I looked at that little boy. And he opened up that blanket. I said, boy, you look just like your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, your, That's your favorite go-to. You need all, right, all these terms when you okay. see this baby. Thank you. Phone the calls coming up. Toe up. 877-29-STEVE. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's go to the phones and talk to the people. 877-29-STEVE. Let's go to line one and talk to Steven out of Alabama. Who is it? Steven. His name is Steven. Hey, Steven. Hey. Hey, what's going on, man? What's on your mind today? How you doing, Mr. Harvey and crew? Good morning once again. I listen to y'all. Love your show. Good morning. Thank you, man. Thank you. Hey, did you see the streaker that came on the field yesterday at the game? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> Wasn't yeah. that crazy? I'm from uh, I'm from New England. Uh, I live down here in uh, Alabama now. I'm from uh, New England, Foxborough. 
where uh, Tom Brady is, where the GOAT is. But uh, he did his thing. The Patriots should have never let him go. And uh, I'll see him retire in, uh, what, 45 years old and let him get another championship brought on top, definitely. Well, uh, Stephen, let me uh, be the first as a Cleveland Browns fan to say (laughs) – we don't really give a damn that the Patriots are not in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, <And> no. <laughs> I've hated Boston with everything in me my entire life, ever since they flipped over that black school bus years ago. So we appreciate you moving to Alabama because at least we'll take your call. My radio show don't even take calls from Foxborough. <laughs> so thank you for moving. Other than that, we wouldn't even be talking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Pacers ain't in the playoffs, and the Browns was. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Steven. Steven. <laughs> We're going to line two and talk to Alvin out of Atlanta, Steve. Alvin. Uh-huh. Alvin. Alvin. Line two, Alvin. Hello. Hey, Alvin, hey. what's on your mind, man? What's going on? Nothing much, man. Thank you, Mr. Harvey, for taking my call. I'm diehard Atlanta fan, so I don't want to get in trouble with you about no football, so let me just go ahead and get to the point. Thank you so <laughs> much, crew, for being the inspirational team that you are. Love you all. My son attended your mentoring camp some time ago. It was absolutely amazing. And because of your advice to me about jumping and not only having faith, but stepping out on faith, I did just that. And because of that, I am a very wildly successful blues artist. I got my first major record deal. It allowed me to buy my home for me and my kids as a single father. Father, it has been nothing but a great journey. Thank you, Mr. Harvey, for investing in people. You are the voice, and you and you talked to us about voting, and everything you said came true, man. We just we love you, and we appreciate you all. And long live the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Yes, love. wow, wow, From thank your you, mouth Alvin. To God's ears, yeah. yes, sir. <laughs> Alvin, that was pretty boss, man. I appreciate that, that man. Love Alvin it, took Alvin. a jump, man. You got to yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. And the morning show, man, we were so committed last year. I was very proud of that for mm-hmm. that the team put forward for voting and everything that they did, man, to keep everybody informed. And appreciate those words of encouragement, Alvin. We we accept it. Thank you. We got yeah, time for another you. one, Shirley? Yeah, let's go to line three and talk to Eunice out of Maryland. Eunice! Yes. <laughs> Good morning, Steve and Patsy. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning. Miss Eunice. <laughs> Miss yes. Eunice, when, when were you born? I'm a D.C. girl. I mean, I'm three generations. I mean, I'm a real D.C. girl, okay? D.C.G. Okay. <laughs> I'm not A.K.A. Yes, I'm a D.C.G. Where? Okay, you're not going to answer when. the question. Okay, oh, go, where? go where? He, he, yeah, where? Yeah, she yeah, thinks she said that's where. Okay. Before 1970, anybody named it, Eunice after that. <laughs> no, go, but go ahead. I'm Timothy's mother in the Bible, Steve, now. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, no, ain't nothing wrong with Eunice. It's just, you know, has, uh, you know. Decades to it. That's all. <laughs> anyway, I love yeah. you anyway, Steve. I love you too, baby. <laughs> yeah, um, you have the president, vice, vice president's ear, and two things close to my heart is the education thing bill they're doing. They make everything in this country like a welfare program, and I wish they would make this education thing for all kids going to college, and maybe make the criteria they have to have a B or C average or whatever. The second thing close to my heart is water. If they can do legislation to Make um, instead of us having to go out and buy water all the time, Deer Park or whoever. I don't mean to bring their name up. I'm sorry, but it, it don't make no sense when legislation can make them bring the water up to the level they need to be, the same level that those water companies bring it up. I'm. T- well, okay. but you know, 
Hold on. I want to address that question. Okay. Can we come right. back? Yeah, we, we mm-hmm. have to come I back wanna, anyway. Uh, yeah, I'll we're out of time. Back. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. So listen, Steve, you are trending, okay? You know, from when you hosted the NFL Honors on Saturday night, uh, people just love your monologue. Uh, take a listen to this. Do you know how good it feels to be a Browns fan and we make the playoffs and the Patriots don't? Do you know how good that feels? Jarvis Landry, thank you, man. From the bottom of my heart, from a Cleveland boy all his life. Die hard, Cleveland. We're in the playoffs, man. I don't give a damn if don't none of y'all clap. The Browns was in the playoffs. And if your ass ain't clapping, if you on this screen, hell, your ass ain't in the playoffs either. <laughs> So let's just spread it around. <laughs> NFL honors. <laughs> you know, they half-ass clapping them football players. Y'all might as well not get mad at me because you ain't in the playoffs either. That's why you're on the screen. Everybody in the playoffs is in Tampa. I, yeah. I think they were not clapping because yeah. they were in disbelief. Is he really saying this stuff? Yeah. yeah. But a lot He's of the so Cleveland crazy. Brown fans and Buffalo Bill fans, they were retweeting that because they were happy you were Dying. saying that. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> I saw yeah. that. It's the system. The yeah. Patriots system. It was a good show, well, The Patriots system You did your thing, now. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> like Shirley yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming Duh. up in 33 minutes after the hour, so right fun. after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Listen, I mean, the Super Bowl, what can you say? Great game. Would you guys consider that a great game? I thought it was. I thought it was a great game because it stunned everybody. First of all, Tampa Bay were underdogs. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Tampa Bay was underdogs. Yeah. And uh, for them to play the way they played. But, you know, I I told everybody, I said, hey, you know, I, I'm pulled for Patrick Mahomes because that's what they want to. But I say, I'm, I'm scared of Tampa Bay. When you looked at this team, this team, Tampa Bay was in the top five offensive teams in football and the top five defensive teams in football. Kansas mm-hmm. City's in the top offense, but their defense wasn't in the top nothing. Uh-huh. So you got to deal with that. The top – 15 players in the NFL in the t- Tampa Bay and 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 um uh Tampa Bay and Kansas City I think I'm saying this right has 15 of the top players in the NFL five of them is on Kansas City the mother 10 is over there were on Tampa Bay <laughs> so there you go <laughs> you know and what nobody really thinking about this and then mm-hmm. They played in Tampa Bay. This is their home field. Like that last interception, they couldn't add what that guy said, but he said, this my blankety-blank house. And, 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 you know, you, it's hard to kick a dude's tail in his house. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard the, to whoop a man in his house. Yeah, yeah. What about so the streaker, though? Yeah, another oh. streaker that ran out oh. of the field. That was ran exciting. all the way down to the one yard line. Uh, that's the cl- got way closer than Kansas City ever got. <laughs> I think the Chiefs gonna sign him this morning. <laughs> uh, rushing yards, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, more rushing yards than See, all of the running backs for Kansas City. 
<laughs> Everybody thought that uh, Tampa, that Kansas City had a chance when they stopped uh, Tampa Bay on that goal line stance. That was a strong, strong stance. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really worried about the game in the first half because Mahone, they played such a thing. But Mahone was running the entire game. Running for his oh, yeah, life, man. seemed like, from defense. Huh? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. this is history, right? Tampa Bay won the first team to win the Super Bowl in their home right. city. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, in their own city. Yeah, that's historic. Right. And you yeah. know what else? What about the female referee? That was the first time yes, I'd ever seen that. Yes, that's historic, Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. Well, nobody oh, excited women. about that. Whatever. The we women were. were. Yeah, I was. No, y'all were. They weren't all that cool. You know, it's <laughs> No, I really was. I mean, (laughs) she was a referee. Good job. I mean, she did. She did a good job. She didn't make no mistakes. You know, she made history. It was a Super Bowl. I ain't caring about that. I'm watching the Super Bowl. I got money on this game. I don't give a damn who does. Say that. You can have ponytail all you want sticking out the back of your head. What I care. I'm trying to win this paper up in here. (laughs) All right, coming up, last break of the day. Closing from Steve at 49 minutes after. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, Steve. Last break of the day on this Monday Super Bowl. Wow. (laughs) Yesterday. Great Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Monday. That's what we're calling it, of course. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was was fun. It was great. Even um, I sat down and watched a lot of it. Yeah. Oh, good. You watched the game. I sat down and watched a lot of it. I'm excited, Shirley. Sat down and watched a lot of it. Because I was, I was cheering for um, Tom Brady. I was because I, I loved his story. I just like his story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seven Super Bowl rings, boy. Mm-hmm. Goat. You got mm-hmm. seven, huh? Mm-hmm. And seven out of ten. That's a pretty good. Winning He's percentage. the greatest team sport athlete. Uh, uh, the greatest team sport accomplishment of any athlete. Mm. Because it's so hard to get to the Super Bowl. It's so yeah. hard. Oh. He made it look so easy. easy. Earthquake I mean, said yeah. he posted like he just Tom Brady just went to a team. Y'all wanna go to the Super Bowl? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who wanna go to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Right. Oh, we, we going. I mean, you know, like and I I think like in terms of sports, like, you know, it's always been thought of as the greatest team sport athlete has been Michael Jordan. And uh in basketball in basketball, there's an argument now because, uh, and I've been listening to people's argument about who's the greatest basketball player of all time. Is it Jordan or is it LeBron? Hey. And, um, you know, man, Jordan had six NBA titles, never went to an NBA finals and lost. And he played basketball in a different era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the young cats today don't understand what that era of basketball was. Wasn't no flagrant fouls. No. I mean, man, them cats, and they had some dudes that stayed in the paint that made your life rust. And it was a totally physical game of basketball. Mm-hmm. Basketball was a physical game. And he won six. LeBron has won how many now, Junior? Four. Four. LeBron Mm -hmm. has won it on three different teams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was great for me because he came back to Cleveland and won one. Right. He was in Miami, won two. Then he went to L.A. and L.A. and won another. Mm -hmm. Everywhere this guy goes, man, Mm -hmm. he's championship material. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so he is making a strong argument to be known as the greatest basketball player of all time. Has it surpassed Jordan yet? He's very, very close. And an argument can be made for him right now. And if I had to pick between the two of them right now at this particular moment, it would be very hard for me, man. I'm going to tell you right now, it's yeah. very hard for me because I love this cat, man, because he came to yeah. Cleveland and gave Cleveland the title. Yeah. But he in L.A. and he got another one. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is a bad dude. And his social consciousness is That's so... What I love. That's right. what I love. About so him. crazy, man. The yeah. schools and stuff he's doing, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And and I think Michael got a bad rap for not being socially conscious, but he was. He but they took some stuff he said and they and they put it in a negative way. The whole comment about you know Republicans buy shoes too. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people took that out of context, as he didn't care. But Michael Dills care. And then you know I mean he just gave. For this new cause, Black Lives Matter, hundred million. Yeah. Oh, he's I mean, showing know, up now. Oh, he. I mean, yeah. you know. Not to say he didn't before, and, but now right, we are hearing right. about mm-hmm. it more. For hundred million, you can say you are uh, the greatest. Yeah, you've arrived. Yeah. But I do like uh, I do like the young people today, man. Because I'm going to tell you something, Black Lives Matter movement really, really made a difference and it's rivaling I mean what civil rights movement was I'm th- you know for those of you that's not old enough to know this you know but I was I was alive when they was talking about black people can't drink out of this water fountain and black people had to go to this they had colors only water fountains in West Virginia you know what I'm saying they had you know colors only restrooms in West Virginia you know, I've, I, I'm old enough to have seen that. Mm-hmm. And so civil rights, that was times when blacks couldn't eat at certain lunch counters. That was times when black people had to go to the back door at gas station. This was still happening down south in the 80s, oh, by the way. In 85, two black comedians couldn't perform on the same show in a comedy club. Really? In 1985. Wow. The year I started. So don't, uh, it, it's not far removed. Mm-hmm of what we see today. But civil rights made a huge accomplishment to to busing, to housing, to education, affirmative action, lunch counters, all types of stuff. Them, them, them boys in civil rights was tough. But this new movement of Black Lives Matter was very, very mm-hmm. powerful. And social media and, and the news coverage made it go. And they joined forces. And uh, the reason Biden and Kamala Harris are in the White House today is because of basketball players and football players and rappers yeah. and, and, and all this and people who joined forces yeah, and, and, and made a active. very, very active mm-hmm. difference. Mm-hmm. You know, and the young activists out there, the Tamika Maris and the Charlemagnes and these young cats that's out here that's lions that roar loud with their platforms is what made a big difference. So I want to say I'm very proud of Black Lives Matter movement. I'm very, very proud of the young people who stood up and made a huge difference with voting and Stacey Abrams and people like that who really were foot soldiers in all yeah. of this. So, Yes, yeah. sir. I got it. Yeah. Black History Month. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> We're <laughs> <laughs>
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 